well met travelers and welcome to the kinky tavern pull up a stool what do you have to drink here we're going to talk about different aspects of kink leather the BDSM community relationships within it and so much more all opinions voiced in this podcast are just that opinions and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. If you are under 18 years of age, please ask a parent or guardian if you can listen to an educational podcast about BDSM and make sure they are willing to talk to you about the things you might hear. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you I'm Miss Dizzy. And I'm Pup Record. And today we have the pleasure of sitting down with our boyfriend, Candy. Not only is he our boyfriend, he's a person with real life experiences. What? And he's going to share those with us <laughs> today. Can you introduce yourself, Candy? Hi, I'm Candy. I'm 20 and I'm a service sub and I'm really awkward. <laughs> Aren't we all? So we wanted to talk a little bit today about the differences between the online kink community, which is where Candy started off, and the in real life kink community, like the actual BDSM widespread community kind of thing, and the differences there. And then we'll kind of cover maybe some tips based on our experiences and the classes we've taken and stuff like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. let's get into it. Yeah. Before we get into it, actually, in my hand, I hold a paddle done by the lovely, lovely Love That Ass on Etsy. Our friend Britt makes amazing paddles. They are super sturdy. They have great patterns, and some of them have spikes, and some of them for, you know, we talked about uh, age regression and age play and little dominance. Some of them have little rubber duckies on them, but they're made out of glass, so they're just little addition it's not really a pain thing but it's fun so love that ass on etsy so you started how old were you when you started in the online community i would probably say honestly around 12 13 okay and you said you started was it tumblr it was mainly kick at first oh okay yeah that was yeah i realized way too late that for that age range Kick is not safe at all. And back when I was on there, it was before they started bleeping out certain hashtags or removing them. So literally anything could be on a hashtag. There wasn't the number replacements that people do, all that. So it was even more accessible and there wasn't protection. Mm -hmm. There weren't, like how we have admins. Mm -hmm. There wasn't that. There wasn't self-policing. There wasn't reporting and yeah. That's so scary. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't anyone telling you guys the best practices of how to have a good time. I'd even know what negotiation. That wasn't even a word that was brought up. I knew aftercare, but that's because I figured out after having really heavy roleplay scenes, I'd feel like complete shit the next day and didn't understand why. So Mm -hmm. I delved more into that. Yeah. So... A, in my personal opinion, 12, 13-year-olds, because there's not a stopgap between 18 
and 1213. Mm -hmm. I think that anyone under 18 should not be participating in any sort of game. Yeah. They can research, but I don't think they should even be on, like, groups about it. I totally agree because it was way more damaging to, number one, the knowledge I had, my experiences, and what I considered to be red flags or what I thought was safe and not safe. And people under 18, they minors, they're mm -hmm. more vulnerable, <laughs> especially if you get into a chat room where you have no idea how old people are. And there were men that would offer gift cards to talk to me for long periods of time or try to get my Skype. Um, that happened on numerous occasions. Well, and you said there was like, there was like zero rules. So you mm -hmm. got constant DMs, non-consensual oh, DMs. It would be some days I was lucky and only got 20 notifications. Others, mm -hmm. there'd be 200, 250. And over half of them were unsolicited pictures, people trying to be my daddy and tell me how I needed to be theirs. Mm. Yeah. That's wow. so scary because mm -hmm. I remember when I was 12, 13 and the stupid decisions I made online and the stupid decisions I made with men, with men at 12, 13, mm -hmm. yes. And it's it's not on the kids. It's on the adults in the community to provide a safe place and not take advantage of those kids. Yeah. And because we can't do that, I it's just not safe out there. And it's so scary because yeah. no one's telling these kids sex ed barely tells us how to be safe with missionary heterosex. Doesn't even tell you how to do any kind of cleaning. Uh, mm -hmm. What about uh, proper vitamins that affect your complete body sexual ability? It, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Sex ed also puts a really big negative impact on proper sexual health. Absolutely that. agree. That's a whole nother subject. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. <laughs> you know, it's, there's nowhere that these kids, unless their parents are talking to them, which <laughs> doesn't always happen, especially people older than us and the people in our generation. Yeah. For context, uh, Wrecker and I are 28 and 30, so 31. People our age and like the next generation up are, are the ones that are parents. Well, there are Gen Z that are parents, but you know. The majority of teenagers' parents right now are our age and up, and I know the people that are my age, and they're not um, the brightest bulbs in the box. Yeah, most of my stuff was learned from porn, and that's mm -hmm. not good. So oh, we're going to have another yeah. episode about that. Cool. We were talking about that earlier. But yeah, it's just there's not really a good place. You've got to be careful about what you look up online, even. Mm hmm and there's not really a good place for kids to get answers, and they end up falling. Like, when I was that age, I ended up falling into a vampire cult because, you know, for the first time, someone thought I was pretty, and, you know, it. I ended up listening to things I shouldn't have, and even that's scary, but when you bring actual kink, and that's what it's about into it, that's terrifying because kink is risk. We talk about it all the time. These kids don't understand the risk well enough or even understand, they're still, they don't even understand the risk of playing in the street fully. They don't understand what life is and what that is to lose it. They shouldn't be making decisions that risk like that, in my opinion. But anyway, so it's dangerous out there. And it's, it's scary that this community is totally separate from the majority of like the in real life kink community. That's crazy because we're online. Yeah. <laughs> we have online communities for the IRL community. Yeah. I don't understand why there's no overlap. I think a lot of it is those toxic dominants who want to manipulate and take advantage of newer submissives mm -hmm. or people who don't know better and they're just trying to learn. They make their own 
fork in the road mm. to be on their own kind of thing and still yeah. play the game of, oh, I'm this person, I'm so nice, I'm so good. But in reality, that's the exact opposite. Just the face. <laughs> that's so scary. I mean, there's still quite a few people like that online, mm-hmm. even in, on our online community. That's, I mean, they're out there. Yeah. And they're just trying to find the young new people. Mm-hmm. And then the young new people get scared away and don't join the actual community. So the community doesn't grow and get passed on the new generation. So. Mm-hmm. And also the safety doesn't grow with. Yeah. Right. We've got a whole generation of people that are traumatized by what they see online. Mm-hmm. Even more so than our generation. It's crazy. Anyway, so you said that when you were online, it was less about like building relationships and more about the short term, right? Like there was a lot of people that just wanted to RP some really hard stuff and then not talk again or only talk when it was convenient for them to get off. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like how if I text at two in the morning and I'm freaking out, you guys care. Back then it was read and ignored and (laughs) aftercare a joke and mm-hmm. now i did have a few long-esque term relationships but they never ended up being healthy or even just what i needed emotionally and so was a lot of the kink aspect like role play or was there like there was a lot of role play um phone call stuff that was quite frequent um mm-hmm. text post sharing was ridiculous and there's good ones always but when the groups aren't good you can get those ones that don't well yeah and even i mean role play even just i mean that puts you into a different headspace it can so Mm -hmm. there should still be negotiation aftercare um you know discussion beyond boundaries being discussed that was something that Unless if you constantly were harping on them to understand your boundaries, it was... Well, you said... It. Yeah, you said it was basically like you shared your BDSM test results and mm-hmm. then, boom, you were seating. Like, you were role-playing. And there were people that would oh. assume since you're in the group, you want to always RP with anybody. Mm-hmm. It And that is no way, shape, or form how it should be. Right. Yeah. There needs to be moderation and just... That's just not... I will say I'm proud of Kick. For changing the hashtag grouping mm-hmm. with the at least the verbiage because that is an app that is used by a huge range of people mm-hmm. with having such explicit ability with hashtags that wasn't good at all. But yeah. now they changed it for this part, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think Kick is really well regulated now, and I don't I think there's still some groups on there for kink and all that. But I don't think they're as active anymore. Mm. But yeah, people use it for everything. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So right before you met us, can you describe like where you were at with the online community and stuff like that? Well, I had been in a two-year relationship with a partner. We were poly and kinky, but we were very uneducated. It didn't go either well for either side but we didn't know that there was even education to be sought out at all right and um after that ended i took some time back and kind of chit-chatted on a few different dating apps and grinder happened to be one of them 
And, That's right, come in. <laughs> and uh, Daddy was very respectful, and that was not something you get on Grinder at all. Um, and we were able to have conversation, which in Grinder culture, it can be very hard to have more than a five word yeah. convo. Yeah, Grinder is very, I mean, it's like quick, dirty, and fast. Yeah. I mean, and I, that's part of the reason why I liked it, but, um, yeah, I, yes, I, <laughs> I am a slut, okay, but, like, um, people who actually find attract, like, well, not attractive, but who I find interesting and actually want to have a conversation with, I will be respectful, and usually, like, I was, towards the end of, like, kind of being on those apps, I've, I've been more respectful, starting with, hi, how are you doing today, rather than immediate dick pic, or, like, hi, what are you looking for? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, very toxic and not the best place to learn anything, or... Especially with being new into kink, because if you get someone who... Once again, it's the advantage-taking type. You can be put in a spot where they can manipulate you because you're fresh and new and you think, oh yeah, this is what I like, but in the end, you're not even thinking. Yeah. So, honestly, even gay guys that, that's mostly what it is, who haven't experienced sex, 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 haven't experienced the sex, haven't experienced sex, and who maybe haven't learned about it very much, they could be taken advantage of saying, this is how gay sex works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When in reality, they're just doing things that they really shouldn't be doing at all, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's just that, I mean... And then on Grinder, I luckily didn't do many hookup hookups because I was nervous with people being honest about results. Mm-hmm. And when I would ask for paper proof, I'd get ignored or blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the time, and that shocked me quite a bit. And then transitioning into like going to events, going to munches and parties, it's so much different. You don't do a scene unless, if, like, say you're doing blood stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to know those tests. You need to all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I have my results. I have an app on my phone for my doctor, mm-hmm. and that's who I got my most recent test through. And I can pull it up and show you at any time. So I don't really worry about getting the paper piece, but yeah, you know, if you're constantly having, you know, if we're constantly having scenes with other people and having to vet and make sure that everyone's okay, then yeah, I would paper. Mm -hmm. I would expect you guys to have paper on you at all times just to make sure. Also something that didn't happen at all online or something with grinder as well. There's no vetting. Mm -hmm. No, there's no, checks you don't know who the person is no there's not even like a rating system or anything like that they're just that's, there's somebody's profile and whatever's on it's on it sometimes there's almost nothing on it sometimes it's real flashy and you can say yeah. anything you want yep super scary but yeah so you guys met on grinder yeah i messaged him and we started talking for a bit. I he, think we got into a nerdy chat about something. <laughs> yeah, course. probably. And then I asked your experience in like kink and like what 
you had experience wise and you said you had a bad relationship and some of the things you told me were kind of like oh uh <laughs> i need to educate this person and protect them <laughs> yeah and the thing is i appreciate that more than anyone can understand because for years and years of being in the online version of the community only and then just completely unplugging for a while and then getting into a bad relationship and thinking oh well if i go on socials it's just going to get toxic again so mm -hmm. i ended up not doing the research i should have mm -hmm. now i'm constantly on google and looking back and forth trying to find books for this and that and yeah the difference is day and night yeah i mean that whole the whole gay hookup culture is toxic in itself but not just the fact that it's just hook up and hook up but like the image that is put out there about it like you have to be like muscular fit or or have to be a specific type of mm -hmm. body or there's the ones that go only after trans mm -hmm. and trans bottom men mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then there's people yeah it's there's yeah. a lot of targeting on that app as yes, well. so uh... so then met us and we yes. went to we invited you to the first wicked women <laughs> yeah it was fun um that was what mayish no we met in january and we i were... know but there was the few well, months before we yeah i think it was well no it was either i think it was march march or april yeah. march or mm -hmm. april yeah. yeah yeah and I have learned more in the months I've been in the community than the years of online. I honestly think that if people are really nervous to go to events, check the attending amount. Go mm -hmm. to the lower amount ones so you can still get to know people, but you're not overwhelming with yeah, huge crowds. Also, while you're on the attending, check out the profile of the person that's running it. Mm -hmm. Check out the people that have clicked going make sure you know like is it a bunch of blank profiles mm -hmm. is it a bunch of people with a bunch of dick pics as their profile picture i hate that that's like a pet peeve mm -hmm. um well and like reach out to the person who's hosting the event mm -hmm. ask them what their vetting system is ask them what do i need to expect at this event like what what's gonna happen there like Mm -hmm. Is there anything expected of me at the event? or? And a lot of times the owner of the event will reach out to you if you click going mm -hmm. on it or something or interested in. I know Miss D always sends out a welcome message and yeah. it includes, you know, what to expect. Make sure that, hey, this is a femdom group and explain what that is so that you make sure you're in the right place. And, you know, how we're going to vet you once you get there. Yeah. Which is just with an ID. And honestly, it, the difference between... Have, knowing people are vetted or not, it takes a huge weight off mm -hmm. your chest, especially being new mm -hmm. and see, reflecting how on the past I've had people just try to take full advantage. And now yeah. I can see through it and mm -hmm. it's a lot of red flag filtering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for our events, we, we do just like normal sex offender, violent offender search. And it's nice to know that at an event, there's not going to be anybody with a history of sexual or violent mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, 
that's just the first step. Once you get in the doors and you start talking to somebody, I definitely suggest approaching maybe the admins or some people that you see are, you know, really popular or, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Someone you've been told has a lot of experience maybe and asking them, Hey, do you know so-and-so? Yeah. What was your impression? What's your experience with him or them? You know? Yeah. Ask, ask around. Um, if you're wanting to know about someone, just ask whoever you see in the community. Do you know this person? Do you know who knows this person? Mm -hmm. Um, are they reputable? Do they have, are they, pretty suspect or what right because i mean even with our vetting system there are still some of those that do make it through and they are out there so mm-hmm. yeah we want our community to be safe and open and accepting and we want it to stay that way and keep it that way yeah i would definitely suggest you know even if you meet someone at an event um, which is, I would suggest meeting people at events. I would not mm-hmm. meet somebody that you know from online, you know, especially not immediately. I always ask people to go to events with me. If someone's nervous to go to an event, I will oftentimes offer, we can meet up for coffee beforehand. You can meet me mm-hmm. and my crew, which is just me and my boys, my two partners. And then maybe you'll feel better going to the event knowing a few of the people that aren't, you know, we're not all crazies. <laughs> well. Well, crazy in our own. Yes. But you know what I mean. Like, we're not, we're not sus. Yeah. And. And there's a constant watch out in the community that really, really comforting coming because when you, I started kink thinking that dungeons and stuff like that, they didn't exist. They weren't a real thing. They were just the thick writing. uh, Just what you see in the movie or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. Not at all. That's a thing. It's a thing. It's a community that looks mm-hmm. out for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. 100%. And not, you know, I can't say that everyone, even the leaders, we have had so many leaders in the community fall after years and years of trust and high reputation and respect in the community. Not everyone is going to be exactly as we, you know. Like we say, helpful and mm-hmm. protecting. There are those people that aren't. Yeah. But hopefully some of these steps will help you find the people that are. Mm-hmm. Especially looking at the attending list and making sure that you talk to them before you come. Vetting and all of that. Just stay really safe. Communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe and communicate. We need to make t-shirts. <laughs> right. Yep. I'm a top. <laughs> <laughs> And make sure if you do go to meet someone, even if you met them at an event, have a safe call, you know, or two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Meet public place. I would highly suggest not like playing at their house, not playing at your house. I'd recommend playing at a play party at first um, and doing that for a while before you feel, before you actually go and play with someone at their house or your house or anything like that. And play people that are vetted in the community it makes it a lot easier yeah and make friends yes play with your friends fun. get to know people yeah because i've made way better friends and way stronger connections in the kink community than i've ever made in any community it's really like a family it is at least where we're from yeah so are we ready to move on to questions 
What do we got today? So we have several from bratty prison girl Jessica. Um, so I'm going to help your warden out here and count. You gave in one, two, three, four, five, six. Thousand. Seven. Thousand. Question. Seven question. Yeah. So I think as a reward, you should have to add seven to your spanking. Your spanking amount. Mm-hmm. So just a suggestion. All right, guys. Uh, why would someone want to join the community? A good one. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked a little bit about it so yeah. far, but just let's sum it up. I mean, some people just join because they're curious. They want to see what it is, and then they find out what it is, and they're like, I want this. Um, but some people seek it for education. They seek it for a place to go. Because they think they're the only one that has the weird sock fetish or foot fetish or whatever. Never heard of a sock fetish. It, I'm a, sure there is one. Thing. There's feet no, fetishes and there's shoe yeah. fetishes. So I would assume sock. there's a yeah. sock fetish, yeah. but I just never heard of that. And now I'm picturing like my weird little athletic ankle socks being like masturbated. No, there, there's a the off the cuff student uh, episode with a sock fetishist. Yeah. I'm sorry, SCP. I listened to all your episodes yet. That was a good one. That That was a really good one. One of the early ones. So I think what what Jessica's trying to get at is what's the draw? What what should they if you're trying to talk to someone about doing kink privately and online and such versus joining the community, what would you tell them to expect and persuade them, I guess, that it's better? That's what I think she's asking. If I'm if I'm wrong, Jessica, I'm sorry. So it's I mean, it's a community. It's a, a group of people that are all like-minded and just want you to be to enjoy yourself and have fun mm-hmm. find out what you want to do what you enjoy help you explore that discover it learn about it learn new things that about yourself and just have fun i mean that's what it's all about people like sex they like being beat they like tickling people they like doing all these things because they like socks apparently yes some people like socks a lot. Um, Watch and... me turn this into a ankle thing. <sighs> Joking. You hate feet I do so hate much. Feet, but socks cover feet. Fair point. Uh, Logic. But yeah, the I only really see benefits in joining the community. Agreed. Um, the only downside I would see to the community is that there are people in the community that are not after your best interests. Yeah. But other than that, I see no. But, I mean, there's people like that everywhere. Yeah. The draw of the community is that we, when we find out that they're mm-hmm. like that, we make them go away. Yes. Yeah. They are initially, like, they're talked to and, um... And then after that, we would not suggest them for anyone. Right. Anyone that were to try to get with them, we might, you know, warn. I mean, first is to talk and educate and try and fix the behaviors that are happening Sometimes it's just ignorance, and it's easily fixable. Sometimes it's not, and they just aren't educatable. Yeah, we try to teach you. We try to explain to you why this is the expectation, why this is the way we do things. But if you are not willing to take that advice, understand it, and adhere to the expectations, bye. Yeah, get pushed out, and 
for good reason. For the good of the community. It's yeah. not like we're just assholes. No, it's, it's for the good of the community. We're protecting. We are incredibly protective. It's a safety issue. Of our newbies and our own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are tips on your first event or public meeting? Like I said earlier, um, I always, if I'm talking to somebody and they're worried about going to an event, I'd be like, you know what? We can meet at this coffee shop about 30 minutes, an hour before the munch. I'll talk to you, get a coffee, <laughs> and we'll discuss things and you can kind of get to know us and then maybe you'll feel better. Also, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Those community members, they're there for a reason. They go. Happiness is given when information is given and you see people mm-hmm. playing more safely and enjoying and being able to get floaty and the giggles afterwards. And That's my kink, helping people experience kink in a positive, healthy way. Yeah. One thing I would say is if you're nervous about going to an event, reach out to the group leader or whoever's hosting the event and just ask them, like, is there someone I can talk to about whatever, like Mm -hmm. whatever you're interested in or just reach out. I mean, in general, just reach out and ask them what you, whatever you have questions about. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure they will be happy to answer or they will direct you to someone who would be happy to answer. I would also say on top of that, if there's a chat, if there's a FetLife group, if there's, you know, something like that, join it. Mm -hmm. Get to know the people, you know. Even just if you make sure you put your introduction post where it's supposed to go. Yeah. It's not always just starting a discussion (laughs) off it. Sometimes you have to put it within a discussion. But put your introduction out there and see a lot of people usually welcome you. Um, You can go and be like, I'm going to my first munch on so-and-so date. Um, anybody that's going that, you know, is interested could message you, etc. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be in to ease into your first event. I got really lucky because I had both of you guys to just ease me on. And mm-hmm. I got a lot of good introductions. I've actually had some friends come to the community and mm-hmm. I've seen them grow. And it honestly, if you're nervous, it's worth it. Yeah. That nervousness really will go away as soon as you start getting with your people and the connections can split you sometimes and you know why i have heard so many stories about people sitting in their cars outside the munches Mm -hmm. scared yep make that 60 foot walk in the fucking doors and i can almost guarantee you the second you walk in you're going to be welcomed with open arms yes Mm -hmm. you will feel so much better immediately than if you drove away if you are not open with or welcome with open arms i mean i i understand that if like it's a really busy event but like if it's a small event and like there's like 20 maybe 30 people and that doesn't happen i i to me i see that as a red flag right there absolutely if they're real clicky that's a red flag it's just but also people can come across as clicky Mm -hmm. you know there's like a group of a dozen of us that are kind of the core group mm-hmm. and we tend to hang around each other. Yeah. But we've been making a really concerted effort to branch out. Branch out and check on the newbies throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Well that core group has also become kind of a eye mm-hmm. that keeps out, you know. Yeah, what we're I mean? all kinda of admin. Not mm-hmm. all of us, but a lot of us are admin. Yeah. We co communicate. If mm-hmm. there's something that we're worried about or something we can just go to one another or if we notice there's someone who's new who's nervous. Mm-hmm. We make that effort to go up and say, hey, how are you doing? 
this your first time mm-hmm. anything yeah. you're interested in just try to spark that combo definitely i mean even at the last party um during circle time there was someone who was having an anxiety attack probably because of the amount of people in the room and we noticed it right away and brought her away and talked to her and comforted her and she actually had a scene that night mm-hmm. and she had a great time yeah if despite just personally in our group if one of us sees you having a hard time and can tell you're having a hard time, if it's not immediate, we'll probably talk to you after circle time or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But we try to make sure, hey, is everything okay? Is there something bothering you? Did something happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to know. We want to know how to make our community more welcoming and more safe and yes. approachable and accommodating in any way that we can. So next question is from Jester Frankie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Frankie. How does the internet represent BDSM. I can sum this up in one word. Do you have any ideas? Chaotic. Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> yeah. Poorly. Yeah. Not well at all. I would say as far as things go, that life is 50-50, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some good content creators out there. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, there's not too many. I mean, there's, still, there's quite a few um, really good ones, but it's still not enough i don't think yeah um i would say that kink.com as far as like online education one place to go because even as a seasoned kinkster i struggle with finding places to research i usually just google it or youtube it but i know what to look for to weed out the not incredibly truthful or not incredibly knowledgeable information a newbie doesn't know what to do how to do that you know, and that's, they just haven't learned yet, and that's not their fault. This, but it's so chaotic that, yeah, yeah, poor and chaotic. Yeah. And, um, but I would say kink.com, as far as porn goes and online even goes, that's really the one website that I found that it shows all the way from negotiation. Does it show aftercare too? Mm, I no, I don't think it does. But it shows but from negotiation through the scene. There are sometimes they do like an after interview mm-hmm. about it, and, Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen some of those. Yeah. They're kind of funny yeah. sometimes because they're all funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, well, and I know, you're in space. I know kink.com doesn't, it doesn't do, like, the negotiations on every video, but there are quite a few videos, especially some of the more extreme scenes that they do on there. Mm-hmm. They do a negotiations before, and then they do an after interview as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, I know Fat Life is kind of, 50-50, but there is good information on there. Um, I mean, it's all people posting, so there's no guarantee that the information you're getting is going to be 100% accurate. It mm-hmm. might just be somebody's opinion, but the fact that it's out there, it's there. Well, and even if it's someone's opinion, we share our opinions here. Yeah. But our opinions are backed by six, seven years of experience in this immediately being thrown into admin positions because of other issues and having to learn you know well and we've got experience and learn not only that but like the fact that there are other people's opinions on there you can get a wide array of like That's true. this person thinks this and then you've had to have another person post on that same thread something completely different <laughs> But, like, it just shows you, like, the range of, like, what to ask, what, like, what is accurate, what is not accurate. Mm-hmm. And just, it 
makes you ask questions more. True that. And to find out the info. What's really going on out there? Is there anything more that we would like to say? Did we already ask all Jessica's questions? You answered all of them. You had seven. I know, but while talking about two of the questions, we went crazy and answered all of them. Oh. Or we went, we got three after it, but we literally, like, I went through the rest of them and literally just answered all of them. Oh. <laughs> all right, Jessica. <laughs> the main thing I'd say is research, talk to people, mm-hmm. and be open, willing to learn. That's yeah. a big thing. Yes. Even even the most seasoned gangster, even people that have been in the lifestyle for 30, 40, 50 years, if they're not willing to learn and be wrong sometimes, huge red flag. And so if a newbie comes in and they're not willing to learn, that's a problem. They did not understand the assignment. All right, Daddy. Do you have a Daddy joke to see us off with? Somewhere. I do. Let's just... That's what happens when you have three brats in a relationship. You <laughs> 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 love it. Candy's been with us all weekend. It's been amazing. Uh, okay. Got that one. Okay. It's Daddy. gonna it's gonna be another bad one. Hit me with your best shot. Ah. Ooh. Hey. We're not in a scene, friend. He said, hit me with your best shot. He's sitting on our dining room chair. <laughs> okay, are, are we going to do the joke or not? Yes, do the damn joke. You act like you don't want it now. Well, I don't know. Do I want it? Do you? Uh-huh. Why don't you tell me a good shot? What's the difference between a tire and 365 used condoms? What? One's a good year, the other is a great year. No. <laughs>